This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello, hello, hello. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, episode number 475. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with Jules and Cat Turd. Hey there, Cat. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. How goes it today? That was weak, wasn't it? I know. Mine was too. <clears throat> Don't worry I think about I it. I got to clear my throat or something. <laughs> We're not on top of our games today. It's Terrible Tuesday. Yeah. Actually, it's not turning out to be so terrible. There's a lot of stuff that's going on. It normally really rains on Tuesdays and Thursdays is what I've kind of figured out. And of course, for those of you that are new to our show, just know that today is our extended show, and we will have a half hour in addition to this show for our local subscribers. So if you want to become a Littermate, you can click on that red button below and you can join us. We do 30 minutes extra every single Tuesday. We'd love to have you. So where would you like to start? Epstein? <laughs> um, let's start with um, Tucker Carlson having the DeSantis <laughs> Online cringe team and their panties in the wad. They're freaking out. But I mean, it, we've all we've seen been saying it. this. Yeah. He, he, word for word, what I've said and you've said on this show for a year. Mm -hmm. Word for word. Mm -hmm. And it's just true. I'm glad somebody prominent like that finally said they're just, they have no, I mean, it's just crazy. Well, it's really, Cringe. we all saw it, and they did so much damage to him, really, when you start talking about the damage that was done. It's so true, and they're completely melting down even more now. Tucker, I hate you yeah, now. They're proving it. <laughs> they're literally, they're, the, the, their reaction's proving every word he said. Mm -hmm. I, that's why I'm laughing at it. I just can't stop laughing all day reading the comments, because I'm like, there, you just proved it. Yes, DeSantoids are trying to community note all three of tweets. They're so pathetic, LMAO. This is from Johnny Maga, under, at underscore Johnny Maga. And so here are just some of the things that were said. This might be the most brutal takedown of the DeSantis campaign yet. 
And then you've got a picture of Tucker. Tucker Carlson hits DeSantis on caving to globalist donors. His donor, Ken Griffith, got him to change his view on Ukraine. One donor. Then you have... It's true. It's, it is. The whole thing has been a disaster. Tucker Carlson just said he's not on the internet that much, but can't help but notice that Ron DeSantis' online surrogates are the nastiest, stupidest, most zero-sum people he's ever seen. <laughs> I swear it's word for word what I've said a million times on this show. Well, and this is what everybody's, you know, I mean, it's bad. It's really bad. They are complete and total turn off. All of them. It's, it's, yeah. And then, and then DeSantis problems, he's running, he's running a focus group campaign. There's nothing worse to me than a focus group campaign. That's what Hillary runs. Oh my gosh. That's what, yes. that's what uh, a Nikki Haley's running. That's what George Bush ran. It's just it's uh, Mitt Romney runs it. Focus it's group. Bad. That that means you change your mind. Whatever the focus group says every week, you'll change your policy or mind. You're just trying to figure out where are we. Focus group this. See if it'll work to change people's mind. Instead, of just going out there like like uh, Trump and, and Vivek does too, and just and just saying it like it is, not and not giving a damn if the ROP, you know, the, the GOP. Um, and support you or not who cares exactly i mean people are really done with the whole note cards aren't they i mean look at look at joe biden he can't go anywhere without reading from them look at the lamestream media they've got something in their ear somebody squawking in their ear the entire time telling them what to say they don't know what's going on they're reading from a teleprompter they're re reading from a script they are told what to say we are so tired of that we're so beyond that now especially with everything that's happened in this country so he talks about the idea of Trump Haley because that rumor was circulating big time last week. And here's his response to that, him being Tucker Carlson. Check it out. Would you vote for Trump if he chose Nikki as VP? And would you guys vote no? for Trump? Well, I mean, that's the question that I asked you specifically. Well, I, right. I, I, I would not only not vote for that ticket, I would, I would advocate against it as strongly as I could. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I well, that, that's, I, just, I, that's just poison. I mean, here's someone who's actively opposed to the interests of the country I grew up in, who endorsed the BLM riots, and who is not only is, is not left, but is neoliberal in the darkest, most speaking of nihilist, nihilistic mm -hmm. way, and has no real popular support. Is like a, is a creature of the oligarchs. So yeah, that would be that would be reason to oppose the ticket. Even Trump, Haley is a no go. Nikki Haley. He would get assassinated immediately if that were the case. Yeah, and by the way, I just can't imagine a world where that could happen. That would be so crazy. I mean, anything could happen, of course, but picking Nikki Haley, um, who's utterly treacherous and utterly dismissive Christina? of like, the interests of Americans, yeah. It's a no-go for me, uh, but it's a yes for BlackRock. But she's a brown girl living in a world. I mean, she's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that she tried also failed spectacularly. She started off her campaign. I was a brown girl living on the wrong side of the tracks. I mean, really? Oh, identity politics, just what we want. Mm-hmm, no. I said before, she's the most dangerous Republican that's ran in years and years and years and years. She's a neocon, um, a total globalist stooge. She caves to the mob every single time. She believed Jesse Smollett. She believed uh, 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 who was the other, the fake noose. Oh, uh, Bubba, Bubba Wallace. 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 Yeah. 
Bye-bye. She, she believes anything. She's, mm-hmm. she's a sack of crap. I can't stand her. Same bird brain gives her three promotions and her brain power. Well, and she can't wait. She's part of that whole divisive group, too, because nobody would ever start your campaign by saying how different you are than everybody else and how you haven't had any opportunities. No, you would celebrate the fact of who you are, where you came from, and what you were able to do in a country that has freedom in it. Right? I mean, that's what you would be doing, but she does absolutely the opposite. She plays into the hands of people like BlackRock and everything else. And those stories are coming out, too. Those activists that are working within the whole system. This whole thing has been completely contrived. Everybody knows it. Everybody has watched it. There's nothing authentic about it. There's, it's just not, it's not selling anymore. And what's so great is that you've got social media that shows you the difference from somebody that's talking and shooting straight and somebody that's reading from a note card. <laughs> and people are tired of people being fed what to say. They really are. I mean, you can look at popular. You hadn't heard she's surging. I'm surging in New oh, Hampshire. Please. According to her and her campaign only. Uh, they're just going to pretend like she's surging. Sure. So then you've got Tucker saw- who talked about DeSantis. I want everybody to hear that in case they didn't. This was a great exchange. And it's what, like you were saying, everybody has been noticing anyway. Can I just ask a question since you all are so on the internet and like I'm not that much. Um, you really get the sense that Ron DeSantis, who I liked as governor, uh, the people who represent him online are the nastiest, the stupidest, and the most zero-sum people I've ever yes. seen in my life. And I don't think that reflects him, but it's like, this is kind of small ball. And by the way, these purported conservatives, Ron DeSantis changed his view. And I like him, okay? I think he's been a good governor. I just want to be clear about that. I know him personally. I like him. But his donor, Ken Griffin, told him to change his view on Ukraine from it's a regional mm-hmm. conflict we shouldn't get involved in to it's a super important thing we should send more money. One donor got him to change his view. And all these so-called conservatives are supporting that like it's the most important thing ever. I, like, who are these people and what is their problem? Like, what is going on with them? It, it does reflect on Ron because Ron should have fired the people running his campaign a long time ago. Uh, look, I, I respect that he wanted to launch his campaign on X, on Twitter Spaces yeah, at the agree. time, and it, and it failed miserably. This is a mistake. And now you've got, uh, look, I know a lot of people groan, but a lot of people laugh, the high heels, you know, boots scandal. I mean, who's giving this guy advice and why does he keep taking it? Because I, I will say it politically and, and policy-wise, we love Ron DeSantis. Yeah. He's done an amazing job. I agree. But his campaign is a train wreck. Yeah. It's bad too. It really is. It's overshadowed. Everything I've been saying, I always say I support him as governor. What do you think? I want some liberal uh, Gavin Newsom here. Of course, I support him as governor. Be nice if he w- if we had a governor. We had a great governor for four years, and now we got the, an Iowan governor that's never here. The second Iowa governor, exactly, never here. The insurance isn't getting any better. No problems are getting solved. He's just totally absent. Mm. It's really bad. But, you know, that's the thing. I I guess he thought that that's where the action was. I don't know was online. But online is not the only place. It's just not. And he thought that these surrogates were going to be able to make his case. They haven't done anything for him. They have absolutely destroyed him. It's been the absolute opposite of what he wanted. They had hundreds of millions of dollars. They put it all in Iowa on a damn caucus because they know these caucuses can kind of be bought off on the side. And then it's like, okay, we can just pie off the caucus, win the caucus, and then we'll just, you know, just from there. I mean, I saw a poll today in Louisiana. Uh, Trump's up 66. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other states besides New Hampshire and, and, and Iowa. So you win a caucus, not a voting state. And where do you think you're going to go from there? 
Ask the last three winners of the caucus. That's right. There. Rick Santorum, uh, Mike Huckabee, and Ted Cruz. How it went for them after they won the Iowa caucus. It does it just literally doesn't matter. No. And you put and you put and you're putting everything in there and then okay, let's say he's not gonna win it, but let's say he wins it. Okay, it, 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 there, there, there's hardly any delegates there. Where, where are you going? You're in fifth place in the next state. Where are you going to go from there? What's your next plan? You spend $100 million, a whole year of your life in Iowa, going to all the counties, getting all these endorsements, uh, paying people for endorsements, doing all this crap. And where are you going to go after that if you win? There's nowhere to go. Trump's up 70 in every damn state from there to Super Tuesday. Look at these numbers. I mean, seriously, if you were if you were running for office and you were at nine percent versus the person of in front of you at seventy five percent, wouldn't you get the clue? I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't you say, okay, you know what? It's time to stand behind the winning team, and let's do this right. No, I, that's what I would do. I would be like, okay, it's not my time, yeah, but I'm going to support the winner. And that state's just as winning delegates is just as important as Iowa or any of them are. And so is Tennessee and Georgia and Florida and all these other ones way more important. It's so true. So we're, we're, how are you going to win them things? How are you going to come back? I mean, yeah. because Iowa doesn't, if it gives you momentum, then how come the last three winners of it, Santorum, I mean, people, a lot of people listen, don't even know who Rick Santorum is, I bet. No. And and here's the thing. I mean, you've got DeSantis at 9%, Haley at 7%, Ramaswamy at 5%, Hutchison at 2%, Christie at 1%. I mean, I get why Ramaswamy is there. He is going to make sure that he does all the damage that he possibly can to all of these people that are below Donald Trump. And he's, he's doing a great job of it. Uh, whether you trust him or like him or not, he is doing a fantastic job of exposing these others for who and what they are. And I think it's great work. I, I'm very supportive of his efforts. I wouldn't vote for him. I have one person that I've always said I was going to vote for and support, and that's President Trump, especially now more than ever. When you start seeing what they have done to the president, his family, his businesses, how the deep stake state has just completely attacked him ruthlessly, beyond measure of anything we have ever seen before, even exposing themselves and how they operate. How could you not? And how could these others not just say, okay, you know what, we're going to rally behind him because look at what has happened to our, our legal system. Look at what's happened to our country as a result of them going after one man. And look at what the voters are saying. Come on, you have an opportunity. We, we, but, but, you know, who's after Trump? I mean, who's an American first anybody that sounds that isn't not totally embedded with the bush crowd and that's mm. where you know that's why you don't want to throw vivek away right now he's only 39 whatever years old or however old he is right but you know? but that person may not even be on this stage right now i mean right now what we're talking about here is president trump and i like oh, yeah. what ramaswamy is doing yeah, i'm just not I'm just, yeah a ramaswamy super him. fan <laughs> but but when trump's out when trump's out if it was between him and DeSantis and uh, uh, Nikki Haley in the next election, I'd, pro I'd probably definitely vote for him. Oh, I think we're going to have so because many. Because I don't other want an establishment goon in there. Period. I don't. I don't want a warmonger establishment goon that's already beholden, that's been given so much money by these big money donors. By the time they get in, they owe so many people they forget about us. The person I think that uh -huh. is going to be up for the next election is the people that are swarming and standing beside President Trump right now. That's who I expect to see on the stage next time around. Not these goons. 
now. I'll tell you another good one that's going to come up soon, and she's young too, Sarah Huckabee. She's fabulous. Like I said, I mean, yeah. you know, there she is doing great things as she's, a governor. In and she's staying behind the scenes right now. She's very smart on how she does things. Yeah, she's got it. She absolutely. I, he could be her. He could be if, if if I don't know if Trump. You know, I don't know how they're thinking about this, but if um, if he's if if he he could pick her for sure. Oh my gosh! It would, if he did, fantastic. it wouldn't surprise me. Put it that way. I'm not saying he's going to. I'm saying if it did, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. Well, I heard that he really is looking at female candidates. I mean, he is going through everybody, so I expect to see something. And I, I don't it think does. that he necessarily has to go with a female because I'm a female. No. I don't think that's how you balance a ticket. You get, get the, the most qualified. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you get Sorry. the most qualified. Sorry, she's not representing you guys. Damn. Well, she's horrible. <laughs> And times passages, the passages oh, of time, or time passages, and the passages are passages of time. They're going around her too. I mean, can you imagine how she must feel when everybody's floating Gavin Newsom or Michael Obama or some of the others? I mean, this is the whole thing. It's like she knows she is being passed up. She knows that she is a laughing yeah. stock. If Trump picks a female, I'd say it'd be between Sarah Huckabee, Carrie Lake, and then. Uh, uh, Nome. Oh, yeah. From South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd say those three. I, I can't imagine anybody that he would put in front of those three, but maybe I'm missing somebody. There, there's always somebody that we right. are kind of shocked by, but then please. He should pick Melania as a VP and really <laughs> piss off the left. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Well, you know, remember what they were doing with Ivanka Trump. Oh, he's going to pick her. He's going to choose her for something. And the media went completely stark mad, you know, because President Trump was going to select somebody within his family is what everybody was terrified of instead of reaching out with somebody that they could control. You know, that's how the game is played. But it, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's so early now. Everything happens. And between now and, and when it is election, who knows? Biden may not even be in the race because his he is just his numbers are just tanking. I mean, they're tanking so bad and Democrats know it. The writing is on the wall. I mean, this is what happens when they install somebody up there instead of what the people want. That's exactly what happens. I mean, it's just a, just a, I don't know, full collapse. I've never seen anything like it. Democrats are openly talking about it, too. I mean, here they are. A poll, 54% of Democrats want to replace Joe Biden as the 2024 Democrat nominee. Joe and Jill reportedly are frustrated. Oh, I'm sure. There's not going to be influencers that you can get to do the bidding. Just look at DeSantis, and you'll realize that didn't work out. I mean... President Trump is going to win this thing in a landslide, and nobody even comes close. You've got, remember, RNC Ron chair. Priebus. I ain't seen her didn't name Rance Priebus, right? He explains Trump's appeal to the ABC News. People are looking for a big, bigger middle finger this time than they were in 2016. You got that right. This is a runaway train. We're sick of it. Sick of it. The citizens of this country have had absolutely enough of all of this stuff. So he got up there. Rance Priebus got up there and appeared on ABC News on Sunday and explained Trump's appeal. 
to John Carl. Carl made it clear that he has no idea why Trump enjoys such strong support, so Priebus put it in terms that he could understand. In short, Priebus explained the numerous reasons why so many voters are angry. Priebus doesn't always get things right, but he's right about this. He said, you know, basically... You know, he said, I think that you are all misreading the electorate. I think the electorate is not looking for less blood. I think they're looking for more blood. I think that people are more angry about crime than they've ever been before. I think they're more angry about the border, the fentanyl, the sanctuary cities, the boys competing in girls' sports, schools out of control. I think, as I've said before, people are looking for a bigger middle finger this time than they were in 2016. And then on the other side, you know, you've got Resident Biden, who's losing young voters, who's losing black voters. The polling couldn't be any worse. And unlike I don't know Barack, if you know this or not, but they kill it. The Democrats kill us on young voters. Right, but that's not I mean, happening. Destroy this us, time. and he, he's like he's like twenty eight points ahead on some polls. Exactly, that's not happening this time yeah. around. I mean, there's nothing. If that happens, there's nothing they can do. Even cheating, they'll never they'll never make up for those those millions of people. Well, it is so true. It really is so true. And how about that? You've got Rana McDaniel, who's taking the credit for what oh, Scott Pressler has been doing. Are you kidding me right now? This woman, it, you know what? The whole thing is such a joke. I almost couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it, when I saw that she was going and the GOP was going to take credit and a pat on the back for Scott's work. That is just incredible to me. So here it is. You've got DC Drano who's reporting this one. Rana McRomney is now stealing credit for Scott Pressler's voter registration efforts in Beaver County, Pennsylvania. This woman is shameless. So the GOP, they put out, they put out this piece. Now, this is after Scott had already celebrated because he already knew all of this stuff because he's been there doing the ground game, all the work that she refuses to do. Big news, Beaver County, Pennsylvania, has officially flipped from blue to red. There are now more registered Republicans than Democrats. Together with Pennsylvania GOP, our data-driven ground game has been in Pennsylvania registering voters since 2016 and has lev never left. On to November. Are you kidding? <laughs> Taking... Yeah. The spotlight from the man that Lord. knocks on doors with signs and, you know, a sign-up sheet in the snow is on every single street corner with a sign saying, hey, register to vote, who goes to gas stations, right? She'll do nothing. When gases are sky high and saying, hey, you, si you sick of this? Why don't you come over here and register for Republican? For Republicans, goes to gun shows, goes to all of these different events, bartends, whatever it takes. The guy is there and he's working himself in in some kind of, I don't know how he's doing it, because he's everywhere. Scott is It's called, it's called youth. I used to be like that too. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah. I am such a fan of his. I'm telling you what, I really he am. He just does it. He's he understands. By being on the ground all the time, also, he's learned to um, the rules, like all the state rules and all the county rules. And that's the one thing he's an expert on. He knows all the little uh, places they need to register they, and, and, the, and all the play, all the rules he knows. I mean, he'll DM me sometimes, hey, you can't do this because this is the rule. You posted this. And he's corrected me many times. 
He is just awesome. And also, everybody, he has an app. If you want to visit, you can go to earlyvoteaction.com and you can sign up on your Android or on your Apple phone and you can get the app and you can get involved with all the things that he's doing. And he does this completely just from his heart. I mean, he is amazing. He has got a lot of support now, but believe me, he needs a lot more to do everything that he's got going. He says, here, I've been at a Pennsylvania gun show for the last three days. Spent 20 hours shaking hands and registering voters. We registered brand new voters, new citizens, young voters, and even even the formerly incarcerated. Thank you to all of our volunteers. And he also mentions here, Levitt Nicole 7 and at Real Warthog 71. So he has got a army of the persistence that is just taking off he's teaching he's training people you can see the people behind him in this shot he's got they've got clipboards in their hands they are registering people to vote this is just awesome this is how it's done gop check it out Hey everybody, this is Scott Pressler. We are here at the Philly Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. This is the Christmas Gun Show. And as you can see, we have a table right here in Hall A. We've got wonderful volunteers that have come from Pennsylvania, Long Island, all over the Commonwealth of PA. And we're here for one reason. We're here to register new voters. Our goal is to defend our Second Amendment rights and most importantly, make sure that we are defeating Joe Biden next year. But guys, the coolest part is we're registering new citizens to vote. We're registering young men to vote. We're registering the formerly incarcerated to vote. They see value in coming out in this election. Let's come together. Let's win Pennsylvania and defeat Joel Biden. Gosh, he's great. I just think he's so great. He's got such a great yeah, attitude. Here comes Jumbo Hot Dog Lips trying to take all the credit, and she ain't done nothing. They won't even they they won't even mention that he exists. The GOP. That's how sorry they are. They are he's out there busting his ass for them, and they won't even acknowledge him. It's as bad as Hunter and his and, and, and Pop Secret. But beyond all of that, he is effective. And he has proven to be effective. He has studied it. He knows what he needs to do. He knows, like you said, the rules and regulations of each of the areas. And he's doing God's work. At this point, that's exactly what it is. Because he knows this is the most important election of our lifetime. And I know people throw that around a lot. But look at what we've got here. I mean, for real. Look at what we have right now. We have got Joe Biden, who is just... First of all, he's not even there mentally. But secondly, his entire family, you want to talk about corrupt to the core. They are the shining beacon, an example of what it looks like. And this latest story, I mean, with Miranda Devine, this is incredible that they have been able to get away with this stuff. So she broke this yesterday, and it's it's one of the main reasons why we named the show Biden's Rob the Elderly, because here you go, another story. James Biden's business partner, Michael Le- Lewitt, 
He pulled money belonging to elderly Americans from an investment fund and transmitted it to AmeriCorps, which turned around and paid James Biden. James Biden, on the same day, cut a check to Joe Biden for the exact same amount as James Biden received from AmeriCorps, per GOP oversight, transcribed interview with Carol Fox, U.S. trustee for AmeriCorps' Chapter 11 proceedings. So here's the thing. Yeah, Chapter 11, there is what what they have actually filed. So here you've got new information about Joe Biden's $200,000 check. This whole thing is just getting, you know, stranger and stranger. They're corrupt to the core. So you have James Biden. He had a $200,000 check to Joe Biden. It emerged after the trustee for AmeriCorps' Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceeding testified to the House Oversight Committee. The House Oversight Chairman, James Comer, Republican Tucky, Kentucky, who recently uncovered a $200,000 direct payment to Joe Biden after he received James and Hunter subpoenaed documents. So in 2018, you have Jim Biden. He received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps Health LLC, a failing bankrupt rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy documents, Jim Biden, he received the loans based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. Oh, my God. They'll take money from any country where they hate us, love us, anything, because they have no, they had no job. It's just selling access to SpaghettiO brain. Look at this. So on March the 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps Health LLC, they wired a $200,000 payment to Jim and Sarah Biden's personal bank account. On that very same day, Jim Biden wrote a $200,000 check to Joe Biden, a.k.a. the big guy. So here you've got the oversight committee who recently said that Joe was refusing to provide applicable loan documentation documentation to show that he loaned his brother James Biden the money. James Biden did not only defraud AmeriCorps, he ripped off elderly Americans and then sent the money he took from the elderly and cut Joe Biden a check. This is a, I mean, come on. Hello? What's it going to take? What gets me about this crime garbage family is they're all in on this scam and then they're all degenerate losers. They're all, you know, screwing each other's wives and stuff. And they're, and and they're all on drugs and they're all drug. All the kids are drug addicts. And then after they get all this money and they spread it among the family, none of them pay taxes on it. We get, we, you know, we all get, you know, tangled up in the weeds of how disgusting Uh, and gross this family actually operates, right? Just within themselves, with within their own family unit. But when you start looking at at what they do outside of that, as far as their business practices or lack thereof, and what they have actually done to the elderly, what they have done to this country, what they have done just in general, it makes you even sicker. But people get so caught up in like. You know, oh, another naked picture of Hunter. Oh, you know, this Ashley Biden's diary, you know, showering with her. Di- okay, we got all that. But when you actually look at the corruption on top of it, think about this. You've got House Oversight 
they have transcribed this interview with Carol Fox, the tre- the trustee for AmeriCorps' Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings. You have James Biden's business partner, Michael Lewitt. He pulled money that belonged to elderly Americans from an investment fund and transmitted it to AmeriCorps, which turned around and paid James Biden. And then he paid Joe the same day. The same amount that James Biden received from AmeriCorps. You can't make this up. Their job is is bribery. Their job is extortion. That's their only job. Oh my gosh! What business? How? How? I mean, they're all millionaires. How's James Biden rich? What does he do? Nothing. He sells the name of the Biden. They extort people. Same thing. They shake them down. Yeah. So this is unbelievable. I mean, here you go. He he didn't provide James Biden, the brother of resident Joe Biden, didn't provide any services to AmeriCorps despite obtaining a $600,000 loan from the struggling healthcare company on the promise that his name could bring in funding from the Middle East, which never materialized. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. This is really something else. The fact that all of this happened when it did and no one did anything about it. You wonder why we've lost control of our country. There are certain people in our government that have known all along what kind of family Biden and his corrupt you know, family members are, and they've been using this to blackmail them so that they can make sure that they get everything that they want. That's how this system has worked over and over again. You can't tell me that somebody upstairs didn't know exactly what the Bidens were doing. No, they used it as leverage. That's exactly what they've been doing, using all of this as leverage. And they have leveraged every single politician up there in in government, probably, practically. It's just a matter of time before we start hearing about those stories too. Because there will be a retaliation. There always is. But all of this stuff is bubbling right on out, and all of these people have worked this way for quite some time. Oh, yeah, and they're not the only ones up there. Mm-mm. No. Three-quarters of these people in Washington do the same thing. Oh, exactly. They just cover their That's tracks I mean. better, and these dingle, ding, ding, these turnip brain weirdos. I mean, this Man. is so bad. And they got Hunter riding around in a helicopter today, Helicopter One. Oh, Sure. Well, I mean, that's the Biden family basically saying, hey, you know what? We can push back, too. We know each and everything about you all, too. It's only like I said, there's going to be a retaliation somewhere because this thing has got them all involved. They're all they've all been watched. They've all been spied upon. They know how dirty all of the people in government are and they know who they are or they know who their family members are. Somebody knows somebody. And so with all of that, they're going to use it as leverage. That's what we've seen. But one thing, I mean, it's great he's in the helicopter, but Hunter Biden is facing a January 11th arraignment in California on nine federal tax evasion charges. 
So he will be here. I know he has a nice little pad up there in Malibu. You, you know, and by the way, it's not like he said he he, he just like um, uh, you know his his gas receipts were a hundred dollars off. Mm-mm. I mean, this guy not only didn't pay taxes, but then he started claiming eight hundred thousand dollars for for he uh, um, uh, for uh, hooker payments. He he put his office supplies. Unbelievable! I know I mean, sex clubs and everything else. He's you writing off his. Did, if I did that with my taxes, they put me under the jail for the rest of my life. There's no question about it. You wouldn't see the light of day. So you've got Hunter Biden who faces a January 11th arraignment in California on nine federal tax charges. This is according to CBS News seeking comment from his lawyer. This screenshot from the Central District of California duty calendar. So there it is. You've got all of that. It's going to be interesting because, especially because it's happening here in California, a lot of people are saying, hmm, Newsom is really feeling good about this one. But here it is. You've got the indictment. It details a four-year scheme to avoid the four point, the 1.4 plus million tax obligation he owed between 2016 and 2019 and to file false returns. Now, you remember what a big deal they made out of President Trump and his tax returns where there was no wrongdoing, right? Nothing. They trotted them out, you know, in the Capitol and they had the stacks of them and they couldn't wait to parade it all around. Well, meanwhile, this guy, they have all this documentation proving why he's got these charges levied against him. Between 2016 and and October, uh, 15th, 2020, you had the defendant individually received more than $7 million in total gross income. This included in excess of $1.5 million in 2016, $2.3 million in 2017, $2.1 million in 2018, $1 million in 2019, and approximately $188,000 from January through October 15th, 2020. In addition, from January through October 15th, 2020, the defendant received approximately $1.2 million in financial support to fund his extravagant lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, hookers and blow. Mm-hmm. Drug use and addiction to prostitutes. This is what the indictment details. Did you see that? I guess everybody watched AmFest. It was huge, man. They had just about everybody that was everybody there. Tucker was there. So anyway, their straw poll, just the results just came out. You want me to tell them to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the the and I'm t- anybody who's everybody was there, you know, except I don't go to these things, so I'm nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I'm never going to go to the, the big events, so I'll go to my events. Never so say never. Things, but, no, it's just not my thing. I don't want to get, you know. You I had was, a good time know. at Turd, you know. That's totally song. different. That was a music event. It wasn't. But these know, are your a, friends and your big supporters. Who knows? Let's just not take it off the table. I might walk in like I own a damn there place one day. go. I'm here. <laughs> the party has begun. <laughs> there you go. Good. Don't take so, anything so off the for, table. So for president, the straw poll, and these straw polls don't really mean anything, but they are big when you have this many influencers and big guys and stuff like that. But so for president, Trump at 83%, DeSantis 8%, Vivek 6%, Haley 1%. Goodness. (laughs) They love her there. And then for vice president, Tucker at 35%, Mm. Vivek at 26%, DeSantis 6%. 
Hmm. Tucker won for vice president, and Vivek got a close second. It does not tell you everything you need to know. He could pick him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, Vivek. Well, you know, that was Tucker was talking very high praise and, and even suggested it in the clip that we played. He's very impressed with him so far. They're, they, well, he's got he's young. He's got a lot of energy. He, he'll bring the young vote. You got to. You got to pick a, a vice president that's going to bring you something, and, you know, bring you the woman vote, bring you. I mean, I, I'm saying, but I mean, they, they, their job is they literally don't even have a job. But go around and wave. And hey, the, yeah, but it's the ceremonial. They don't they don't really do anything. You know, it's ceremonial. So you have to when you're picking somebody, you want to pick somebody that can bring uh, a certain wherever your weakness is. You want to. That's how you pick them. And it, I mean, I don't make the rules, but that's how they do it. Well, I know. And the rhinos hate him with a passion. I still mm. don't fully trust him. It's just going to take a lot in my book before I do. I know too much about like his association with Soros and all that stuff. It's going to take me a long time. I'll tell you I that I didn't right trust now. Trump the very first day completely. Oh, it took I a believed. while. You know what I mean? I, I believed I loved, him because I, of his Yeah, history. I loved him the first day, but I didn't... You know, it took it, it took a month or two for him to really grow on me and say, man, this is my guy for real. I think I think one of the things that helped me with that was the fact that I was not listening to the news media. That's when I turned it all off, when they started just completely trying to make my decision for me. And I went, no, I'm going to stick to what he actually says because they're twisting this. And that's when I unplugged completely. And I started just reading the transcripts, and then I loved what he was saying. And I saw how they were taking things out of context. And I would pull up the transcripts of what he actually said when I would have conversation. I'm like, they may be reporting that, but this is what he said. <laughs> there's a total it, difference it, from what they're saying and what he said. There, there's nobody new that's going to come out on day one. I'm going to trust him 100%. I don't care who it is. But... Trump had me after about the first week or so because of this. And I've said, I probably told this story a long time ago, but I didn't know who I was going to pick then. I didn't know if I was going to pick Cruz. I know. Cause I didn't, you know, you know, I didn't even think Trump was going to run because every year he says he was going to run. And plus I didn't know a lot about Trump. I liked him. I thought he was funny. Uh, you know, on the side, I liked him. I didn't know anything about him or his family. You know, realistically, I didn't know anything about him, mm -hmm. you know, politically at all. So, um, I, you know, me, an outsider is like foaming at the mouth. So I already like that. But when he, he came out, I don't know what press conference, but when he first came out and they were trying to get him on the, uh, um, um, uh, the migrants saying they were rapists and this, mm -hmm. he was just saying, Hey, they're emptying their prisoners. They're not sending their best. That's all he was saying. And so, um, he was up there. And here comes the fake news was foaming at the mouth. And one of them asked him, you said anchor babies. You said anchor babies. That's a racist statement. Do you want to change that? Uh, and do you want to rephrase that? Because that's a racist thing to say. And he, he he just looked at her and thought for a second. And he goes, nope, anchor babies. I like that name, anchor babies. Next question. When he said that, <laughs> when he said that, it was the first time I ever heard the fake news media get just absolutely didn't care what they had to say. I was like, that's it. Well, right there's my man and i never looked back after that when he said that it was just a, the light bulb went off i said oh my god 
Well, I've been oh, finally. listening and watching him for, for years. Like, I didn't watch The Apprentice. I, I didn't watch any of that stuff. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't Me something neither. that That's I what do. I'm saying. I didn't know him. But I saw him when he was at 9-11. I saw how, you know, that he's a businessman. He was different. And so then I started listening to what his policies were. And I loved him. I loved exactly what he was saying. And then you had all of these, same thing as right now, all of these other plastic candidates, the Bush crew that were up there on stage and one by one president trump just for being himself and putting his policies on the table on how it would affect my life how my situation would change if i voted for him when he started talking about the border when he started talking about the economy when he started talking about things that really mattered to me as an individual i felt like he was talking directly to me and i said okay you know what whatever it takes i want this guy in he's not like the others and that was it for me hook line and sink sinker and he's been like that consistently ever since he hasn't changed his views he never conceded because he knew it was rigged it doesn't matter what kind of pressure people would put on him he did what he felt in his heart he needed to do and he stayed and been consistent that's all you can expect from somebody in that kind of position and that was enough for me plus i mean how much better was everybody's lives under president trump i know mine was a lot better People wanted me to vote for Hillary Clinton because she was a woman. And that is the most insulting thing that you can say to a woman. Oh, well, you're going to vote for Hillary Clinton. She's going to break that ceiling. I'm like, no, that's not what this is about. This is about the job that she's going to do and how it's going to affect my life. Glass ceiling, you put that on the table? Really? That has nothing to do with me. That has to do with her? Okay, great. But that has nothing to do with me. So when I started seeing she had absolutely nothing, I went, uh uh-uh, no, not even thinking about it, not even considering it. And so I didn't, and I won't, ever. She's a crook. The more you find out, the worse it got. And the fact that he said he was going to put her in jail, that just made my night. I'll never forget that. You'd be in jail if I were president right now. I can't wait until the day that that she is. That was the zinger. Oh, boy. Mm, Just like yesterday. All right, so we have got a sponsor for today, Enhance Health. So if you will dial 1-866-383-0797, we have got an awesome sponsor in the litter box, and it is the one and only Enhance Health. Now, you know we only roll with the coolest crew, and these guys are here to help. Look, health insurance might not be the most exciting topic out there, but let's be real, it's super important. That's why Enhance Health is ready to cut through all the noise. They're all about getting you qualified. We're talking $0 premiums on health insurance for most folks they talk to. I mean, why pay more when you can pay none, am I right? Just give them a buzz at 1-866-383-0797 and their straight shooting experts will walk you through it. No fluff, just the facts. Health insurance should not take a back seat, my rumble peeps and litter mates. It's time to make it a priority. Let's stop talking about it and start doing something. Enhance health where your health meets your terms. Call them at 1-866-383-0797. They're a great group and they are also an official partner of the Miami Dolphins, just so everybody knows so check them out. All right, big news. Everybody's talking about this one. So I'll play our little breaking news. Game boy, here we go. 
Boom. All right. So the judge has ordered over 100 of child predator Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile associates to be revealed in the next 14 days. Several names linked to Epstein are emerging. Will Bill Clinton and Bill Gates be mentioned? That's the big question. They're wondering, I guess the bets are, who won't be listed on this list? 177 people didn't kill themselves. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So this Uh. is a big deal. And you also have Technofog, who is talking about it. Um, And here he is with his. It says, a federal judge has ordered the unsealing of 167 Jeffrey Epstein John Doe's from Ghislaine Maxwell's civil case. There's a lot of confusion and bad information from the media surrounding this issue. Here is some of the necessary context on the Jane Doe's. And he's got a thread going on here. So here is the actual document in which he's highlighted the court stays its order for 14 days to permit any impacted doe the opportunity to appeal highlighted part is after which counsel are asked to confer prepare the documents for unsealing pursuant to this order and post the documents on the docket so it has been ordered now Then you go down and he says, we previously charted and categorized each John Doe and previously summarized this material back in February 2023. The majority, around 100 of 167, have been identified. Approximately 11 of the unidentified John Doe's are victims. So here's an example of that where you've got a victim It has already been in the news and they were, you know, the allegations, the materials were of this particular individual were salacious. And here you go. Sex trafficking has been mentioned. The individual's role in Epstein's sex trafficking has been widely reported in the media. The Second Circuit unsealed allegations about this individual in this case. And he or she was the subject to widely publicized criminal prosecution abroad for sex trafficking. So you have a couple of, you know, John John Doe 22, John Doe 23, and then it goes on, the allegations. This individual's allegations against Epstein and others have been previously reported on by the press, and this individual has given multiple interviews to the media. Here's another one, John Doe, number 45. Second, this individual's allegations against Epstein and others have been previously reported by the press, and this individual has given multiple interviews to the media. So these are just a couple of the examples saying not everybody that is going to be reported, giving you a heads up, are the Johns, okay, the the bad news bears, not everybody. So... You have lawyers for Maxwell and Guffrey, the victim, who informed the court that quite a few of the John Doe's were only mentioned in passing or in a benign context, or that the sealed material as to this individual is not salacious. So you have some examples of that. There are two alleged perpetrators who haven't been ID'd, John Doe 58 and 94, John Doe 58 was previously ID'd as a witness and a perpetrator, noted in February 23rd that he allegedly had sex with a victim at Epstein's New York mansion. 
John Doe 94 is an alleged victim, perpetrator, and Maxwell Epstein affiliate, said to have committed serious wrongdoing. The list of victims and perpetrators is small. Might be Sarah Kellen or someone still unidentified. And then John Doe 94 will be unsealed. So finally, there are a handful of other John Doe's listed as witness or Epstein Maxwell affiliates. John Doe 113, for example, who engaged in serious wrongdoing, their identities will also be unsealed. As they reported earlier, much of this happened back in 2023, and there's a link to follow. So I'm going to drop this into chat so that you can keep up with it, because we've all been waiting for this little black book. And I bet they're going to hide all the good names of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, just, just li- like yeah, that. just just release the whole list of everybody that ev- that's ever been there. We know why they're going there. Like, you don't go to Rape Island, I've said before. You don't go to Rape Island to fish. You don't go to Rape Island to have a picnic. You don't go to Rape Island to have a luau. You go to Rape Island to rape. That's right. And so if you if you if you went there and you went there multiple times, we know what you were doing there in that weird temple, in that crazy place, and they've been hiding it. We know what you were doing there. Absolutely. All you Hollywood scumbags. We know. We all know. And don't think for one second, just because Rape Island, Epstein Island, is is no longer in full-blown operation, that it isn't happening somewhere else. Yeah. It absolutely is. It never <laughs> stopped. It's it, probably a million islands in Right. The world. They didn't nip it in the bud, so to speak. Huh. It's still going on. It right. Yeah. I mean, come on. So These you, people are sick. They can't just stop what they're doing. No, they, they've got a, a serious problem. And you've got a government that is blackmailing them all with this information that they're holding. So you've got Cash Patel who's talking about it, our buddy Cash. FBI has Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Trump should release it on day one. And the rest of the footage of the D.C. pipe bomber. So Cash is calling for big things to happen. I think Cash is great. He's one of my favorites. He really is. He's just a great guy all around. So he says, hey, the obvious, the FBI has Jeffrey Epstein's little black book. Trump should do it day one. He said he wants to see a continuous declassification office in 2024. The government gangsters have it all hidden from the American public. So Glenn Beck asked him, who has Jeffrey Epstein's black book? Cash Patel says the FBI. Glenn Beck says, but who? And then Cash says, that's under direct control of the director of the FBI, just like the manifesto from the shooting at the Catholic school. We still haven't seen that, right? It's not the national police that doesn't want this out. The FBI air mailed this into operation and said that it's not getting out. To me, that's the thing President Trump should run on. One On day one, roll out the black book. Not only that, on day one, roll out all the text messages and communications we were told were deleted. On day one, play the rest of the video of the pipe bomber. You need a central node to be continuously declassifying. This is another thing they do. They overly classify things to protect the deep state. We still haven't seen half of the Russia Gate report that we wrote still under lock and key. All of these things, there needs to be a continuing central power. All of the requests that come in right at the door, as long as it's not a major threat to national security, he's 100% right. You cannot continue to let them 
operate this way. And you're feeding them by keeping all of this stuff hidden and them protected. They've been using all of this against leverage. If people found out what is in this black book and who these people actually are, they would run for the hills. If you don't think they had videos in all them little rooms, videotaping all this crap, I mean, you're talking about you can control you can control Hollywood, the, the governments of all these nations and everything through a blackmail list from 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 videos from Rape Island. That's why the FBI went in there. You never heard from them again. Well, that's what they've been doing. They've been using all of this as leverage. They've been using that. They were the first ones on that that island, the FBI. And what were they doing? They were taking out everything that they needed to continue blackmailing people continue their control. It works. It's one of the oldest, you know, <laughs> forms of, of getting the job done, blackmail. I mean, they are all, they've been a part of this whole thing and they've been holding it out as leverage. They've got to go ahead and expose all this stuff. And then they try to reward these people. Hey, you know what? We're not going to do this to you. We're not going to, we're not going to let the public know that you were on the flight log. But here, what we'll do is we'll put you in a great position of power. We'll give you top secret security clearance. Just sign your name to a letter over here saying this or saying that. It doesn't stop. You saw the communications with Twitter. These people are ruthless. They are relentless and they need to be named those that are involved in all of this. Day one. I agree. Completely. It's bad. Gracious. It's just always this, though, isn't it? I mean, does it ever I, even I'll just change? see Mitch McConnell now has a whopping 6% approval rate. I can't believe it's a 6. I would <laughs> think just, a negative that's, 6. Oh, uh, that's Joni Ertz and her, her family. Mitt Romney and her, his family. And, you know, all, all these Media. crappy Republicans. Mm -hmm. Bush dynasty, all of them. It's really, I mean, we... You can't we, get them out because Senate's six years. Well, that's why we got to expose you them. You win your election, you win two more elections, you're in 18 years. Well, it's and ridiculous. then... Six years is so, so too long. It's true, Kat. But see, here's the thing, because it's six years and they're all scattered about, they can pour money into their buddies' campaigns. That's what you saw with Murkowski. They even changed the vote to rank choice voting to make sure that she would be able to reclaim her seat. There is nothing off the table that the Republicans will not do to protect their crooked crews. Nothing. Yeah. So we mentioned a little bit about the BlackRock situation, and this is a scandal. When we talk about it, and we talk about the activism that's involved in these companies like this, it's huge. So Tennessee has sued Sue's company demands transparency on alleged environmental activism. So this is a big case that's coming out. So you have... Jonathan, Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti, who filed a lawsuit on Monday against BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager firm with approximately $9 trillion in assets under management. Shh. Think about that. $9 trillion. Think about Elon Musk. The, he's the richest individual in the world. He's worth like $300 billion or whatever. They're, man, 
Yes. And I mean, Ugh. everybody knows how shady BlackRock is and how they're buying up neighborhoods and how they, they control retirements and everything else. A lot of people have been calling for them to be broken up for I don't even know how long, but hopefully that will happen. So the lawsuit accuses BlackRock of leveraging its influence over companies in which it holds shares to pressure management to pursue goals such as achieving net zero carbon emissions and aligning their policies with the 2015 Paris Climate Agreements. It claims that BlackRock misled investors by asserting that they could achieve higher returns through ESG, environmental social governance investments. You have A.G. Skirmetti, and now we should probably say he's not suicidal. (laughs) I mean, this is the part where you start worrying about the people that are going after a company such as BlackRock. Uh, He accuses the company of being at the forefront of using aggressive strategies to promote environmental, social, and government controversies in all assets it manages. Now, does that surprise you? It doesn't me. We've seen them in action in these big corporations, these woke corporations. They have have activists in there. They'll make up about 3%, but they're the ones that scream the loudest and control the companies. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen. And the companies cave to them over and over again. Unreal. So I'm glad it started. I don't know where it'll go, but when you've got a company that is this big, nine trillion. How do you sue some I mean, they could just keep they can hire eighteen million lawyers. Oh, you know how it's done? It's done in motion wars. So back and forth they get caught into emotion and then one will respond, another one will respond, and they can keep this thing going forever. But at least it's a start. Tell you they just break your ass and you can't go no more. Well, that's why they need to be broken up. That's a perfect example of why they need to be broken up. These monopoly companies, it, it's it's got to happen. You've got to make sure that that you start breaking things like this out. They've gotten way too powerful. Nobody elected these fools. We the people didn't, and yet they are very much a part of the decision making process in our country. They own politicians and everything else. It's a dangerous spot for us all to be in. Okay, everybody. Well, we are going to be moving on over to our Locals channel for the remaining half hour of this show with the Littermates. I hope you all will join us. In the meantime, you all be safe. Be kind to one another. And we will see you tomorrow at 3.